What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Freak Show. It's your boy Raptor. This is the Raptor Den podcast, um, part of the Freak Show network. And I am just here to talk for a few minutes about strategy. And if you're one of our libertarian viewers, feel free to stick around. Um, But this one isn't really for you. I want to talk to Republicans, specifically the Republican Liberty Caucus. And this is going to go up ahead of an interview that we have planned with uh, Stephen Bader, who is the chair of the Nebraska Republican Liberty Caucus. Uh, I've met him before. He's a wonderful man. Um, We get along fine. Nothing that I'm going to say is personal about him. Uh, in fact, nothing is personal. This is this is me talking strategy. Um, so let's let's dive in. I propose because we we so let's step back. Actually, every single election cycle, we are told. This is not the election to vote third party. We have to vote Trump or McCain or Romney or Bush because you might not like them, but the alternative is worse. And I will be 100% honest. Biden is objectively worse for liberty than Trump. That does not mean Trump is good for liberty. He's just less bad. Uh, and, and some of my libertarian friends are going to be like, that's what are you saying? That's not true at all. The most important aspect of liberty is peace. You cannot have liberty when you are at war. And the sum total of war that we are in is less under Trump than it has been at any point in my adult life. That's half of my life at this point. I just turned 35. We have been in copious amounts of war the entire time. And this is the first time that I can think of where the war is less like it's on a downward trajectory. So to me, that means objectively Trump is better than Biden because Biden oversaw a regime with Obama that amped up the war from Bush, who was a war hawk. Biden, or, well, yeah, Biden and Obama were worse than Bush and Cheney. Think about that for two seconds. That's messed up. So, yes, Trump is slightly better than Biden. But Trump isn't good. We had another gun ban a couple days ago, and it Trump has this thing where he doesn't ban guns, but he bans accessories that most of which aren't super useful, but it's still times where you're chipping away at rights. In this case, it was like a some kind of buttstock that, uh, if I understand it correctly, and look, I'm not a gun guy for as much as I'm massively pro second amendment. I'm not the guy that knows the technicalities of guns. Um, 
it, it's like a, a short bump stock, which is really good for urban combat. That's why the M4 has a shorter butt stock than the M16 normally. Uh, and a shorter barrel. I think it's more the barrel is the shorter part of the M4, but most most M4s also have shorter butt stocks because it makes sense, tactically speaking. Uh, war changed from the jungles of Vietnam to the small villages of Afghanistan and Iraq. When we started fighting these kind of urban environments, uh, you want smaller weapons. You don't need to reach out and touch somebody 500 yards away. You need to um, touch three people very quickly 50 feet away. And the M4 is better at that than the M16. So when we have uh, politicians attacking useful um, attachments to your rifle that make it so that it's less effective in the environment that, that you would need to use it in. If you were fighting a tyrannical government, that's gun grabbing to me. So uh, on top of that, uh, Trump has blown out the budget. This is a man who promised that getting elect, electing him in 2016, he was going to solve our debt problems. He has made them much worse. And the argument is always, well, the Democrats blocking everything that he's trying to do. If you didn't know that that was going to happen in 2016, please stop voting. You are simply too stupid to have this discussion. Yes, that's cruel. But if you did not know that that is what Democrats are going to do when Republicans are in power or vice versa, maybe you shouldn't be helping make decisions for the future of our country. I'm just saying. So promises were made about our budget and the exact opposite has happened. Um, from an economic standpoint, I fear that we have traded short-term gains for long-term pain. Um, I can honestly say I am one of the what 56% of people that are in a much better position now than I was in four was four years ago. Um, however, I also got a degree in that time. And I mean, if you're not in a better financial position than you were four years ago, I, I wonder what you're doing with your life because obviously people are going to have setbacks. Obviously there's going to be times where you hit a wall. It happens. It happens to all of us. I've had it happen quite a few times, but as you get older, your economic value should be increasing. I don't think other than uh, paying, admittedly paying less in income tax, uh, nothing that the government has done has led to me, um, 
increasing my economic standing with the caveat that I do work in the government now. I am a government contractor. I don't talk about that too much because um, I'm often critical of government, obviously. And um, my employer said, that's fine. Just don't name drop us. And that's an absolutely fair thing for them to ask. So um, I'm not going to. I'm not even going to tell you what I do. Um, But I do have a government contracting job. So that's kind of disclosure. Yes, uh, you could make the argument that I'm in a better position because of government. But the job that I have is still technically private sector. And it is uh, not particularly dependent on who's in office. And I only got like I got the job because I got my degree and I had a lot of experience in kind of adjacent fields that allowed like it, it, it wasn't exactly what I was doing before I was in banking before, but there was enough similarities that I was able to make the jump without it, without having to recreate the entire wheel. So, yes, I'm in a better position than I was four years ago. If you are not in a better position than you were four years ago, I would immediately ask what happened because you should be. And if you're not, I'm going, you know, the expectation is were you injured? Did a company fold? Things like that, because those things do happen. I'm not saying you're worthless if you're not in a better position now than you were in. But there's almost always going to be a catalyst for that, uh, for why you're not in a better position. Because theoretically, you should always be improving um, unless you're stagnating in an economy where inflation is going up, which is possible in in our economy. Inflation is very bad right now. We just pumped um, trillions of dollars of of paper into our economy for to stop a recession that only happened because government locked down the economy. And before you start saying, yeah, the Democrats, look, it happened in Nebraska. We had a lockdown in the reddest fucking state I can imagine. This was so, this whole lockdown nonsense was so bad that it made the governor of South Dakota, who up until now, I would say is one of the, the most like statist, um, authoritarian governors in the region and on, you know, up there with like the Cuomo's and Newsom's of the world. Uh, it made her the Liberty ally because she didn't lock her state down. Like this is the person who won't let her state grow hemp. We're not talking about cannabis, hemp. Even after voters voted it in, she blocked it. So that is the current champion of liberty in the country that everyone's praising. Uh, So that's how bad this whole situation got. Um, 
And it was Republicans and Democrats. Look at Texas. Texas had lockdowns. Texas has mask mandates. Texas had a lot of really stupid policies with this. And look, like it, to me, I'm always going to be the free market purist. If a place of business says we require you to wear a mask and and if you don't, you can't come in, then I'm most likely not going to come in unless I really need something because I, I cannot stand wearing a mask. I'm fat. I have terrible sinuses. I can't breathe. That mask genuinely makes me out of breath immediately. I already am out of breath most of the time. And I get the immediate thing there is, well, why should we have to uh, sacrifice our health because you have health issues? To which I say, yes. Why should I have to sacrifice my health because you have health issues? It goes both ways. Let the people decide. But to get off of the mask stuff, sorry, that's just a pet peeve. I've had to deal with it all day. Circling back to the main point. All of this is to say, at some point, if you believe in liberty, you're going to have to take a stand. You are going to have to be willing to sit out an election and let the Republicans get plastered. And when they come back and say, why didn't you vote for us? You say, because you haven't kept your promises. Because when the rubber met the road, you went big government, you increased spending, you blew out the debt, you jumped on board these mask mandates, um, you locked down the economy, and God knows how many people that killed. I mean it like the no we'll never know because there's no way they're ever going to publish the numbers of how many like third world people died of starvation because economies in the first world locked down, but it's going to be severe. At some point you're going to have to stand up and say, you do not get my vote until such a time as you start delivering on your promises. There is no Ron Paul in the Senate or in Congress. There is no one who is willing to buck the trend and say, I'm going to take a stand and fight this. We had Rand Paul for a while with the surveillance issues. Um, Justin Amash switched parties and uh, he will lose his seat for it. I mean, he's probably going to lose his seat anyway, but there's no one in, no. So actually I should say that then there's Justin Amash in Congress. No one else is taking a stand currently to do the right thing. And look, I'm not even like a huge Justin Amash fan, but credit where it's due. He took a stand for what he believed in and it, it'll cost him. Um, he will lose his seat, but we should emulate that. If you are not willing to 
to lose, if you're not willing to lose an election to send a message to these politicians that you are not going to let them keep walking walking up to you and making promises and then turning their backs on you after the election cycle, you're never going to have change. Um, and if you, if you are constantly voting for the lesser of two evils, you are still getting evil. And this is not me saying, Hey, uh, you should vote libertarian or anything like that. I'm saying don't vote. Withhold your vote. Vote libertarian if if you think that sends a stronger message. Vote constitutional party or whatever other parties are on the ballot if you think that sends a stronger message. But send a message and tell these clowns you will listen to us and you will kick us some things back or we're going to let this go off the rails. And here is how I would challenge you. When was the last time Republicans were really good on anything? Well, there were times during the Obama administration where they fought like like dogs against some pretty nasty status bullshit that he was trying to get passed through. And it wasn't because they had principles. God forbid, it was because they were the opposing party. And it was about gamesmanship at that point. If you want them to act like that when they are in power, then you need to have a very real threat for them to know that if they don't fight to that same level, you will drop your votes. You will let their opponents beat them. You will take them out of power. That is the only thing they fear. And at the end of the day, this all comes down to fear. You have to make them fear you or they won't listen. They won't do what you want them to. What's the old quote um, uh, uh, where uh, people fear their government, there's tyranny, and where government fears its people, there's liberty? Make them afraid of you. Make them afraid that you will pull your support. And the only way you can do that is by letting them lose at least one time. And it has to be a presidential election. It can't be an off year because parties expect to lose ground. If they win the White House and lose in the midterms, they expect that. You need to let them get their butts handed to them in a presidential election and then sit them down and say, this is our demand. The 10 or 15% of our party that is the, the liberty vote um, the independents and libertarians who would be willing to vote Republican if they were, if they just didn't suck so bad, you know, that's a lot of votes. It's enough to swing the election. You will give us what we want and you will give us these compromises or you will not have our votes again. 
And then every time that they let you down, you withhold your votes again until they get the message. And they will. Eventually. And if they don't, maybe you need to form a new party. 